Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We have known for a long time that uh, that the uh, Chinese military are experts at uh, uh, electronic uh, spying. Back when I was ambassador, uh, I would tell a Canadian uh, company representative, are uh, are you sure that your uh, systems are well protected? Because... If you have interesting technology, uh, you can bet that the Chinese will try to uh, get into your uh, servers and your computers. That's uh, the voice of Guy Saint-Jacques, the former Canadian ambassador to China. I think 2012 to 16, Ambassador Saint-Jacques was there. And uh, he said that on our program in uh, May of 2020. So it's, it's been going on. He also told us the ambassador did, that uh, he heard from the PMO when he opined after leaving the Foreign Service about China that he probably should just keep his opinions to himself. And uh, another former ambassador, Canadian ambassador to China, David Mulroney, had the same experience with the PMO, this government's um, prime minister, his office, telling uh, Ambassador Mulroney basically the same thing. No, be quiet. And and they weren't. And the uh, government, they backed down. They don't have to be quiet. They're private citizens. They could say what they wanted. But it is such a a concerning reality. And we're so fortunate to have Sam Cooper to speak with, national online journalist, investigative for Global News. Um, I, I say this all the time. He's truly one of the very, very best investigative journalists in, in the world, in my view. And a global news story this week from Sam, secret 2020 Privy Council office memo found active foreign interference network in 2019 election referencing uh, the Chinese Communist Party. Sam, it, it just gets, it just... It just gets broader, deeper, and more concerning, doesn't it? It does, Roy. Uh, the the revelations uh, in this Privy Council Office uh, daily intelligence brief document are that these are one of the records that uh, my community and intelligence sources uh, have informed me of uh, in recent months. Indeed, probably the the past year, I've been focusing on this political interference uh, investigation. And uh, it was a highly redacted document tabled for the committee that's looking into our global news and about 11 candidates and 13 campaign staffer staffers targeted in the, the 2019 federal election. Roy, you know this has been very controversial, but what this document says, uh, it was read out in the hearings, was that indeed there was a, quote, subtle but effective foreign interference network. Uh, An MP read the the only other line available uh, in the redacted document, which said uh, investigations into activities in the federal 2019 election reveal an active foreign interference network, end quote. So, Roy... uh, I can tell you that sources with awareness have informed me of uh, more of the contents of that uh, note. And uh, the stunning detail is I learned furthermore that it's 11 candidates in the greater Toronto area only targeted 
by the Chinese consulate. Uh, the allegations in this federal government document are that uh, this clandestine interference network includes community leaders, yeah. politicians, and those that are under the broad guidance of the consulate. So Sam, can I... Can, can I just get into this with you a, a little sure. bit, bit by bit, piece by piece, because it's it's really fascinating, but it is so disturbing. And I want to remind our listeners that Sam's excellent book, Willful Blindness, is something everybody in this country should read. The information that you find in Willful Blindness relates in many ways to what we're talking about now. And uh, it's just a fantastic read. So, um, you know, when Guy Saint-Jacques told me that, and we know it was a news story that the prime minister's office told him and uh, Ambassador Mulroney, you really, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, you really shouldn't be speaking out as you are about uh, China and uh, what you're saying. That, that raised a massive red flag for me at that time. And that, I just have a more of a gut sense now that this is something that has spiraled, Sam, if not out of control, close to out of control, and it brings us to what you've been talking about, and that is China's Toronto consulate covert, covertly funded an interference network that included political staffers and at least 11 Canadian election candidates, and that's a head-on assault on Canada's domestic affairs. Now, as you point out in the story, some of the 11 politicians were unaware of China's efforts to influence, but others knowingly cooperated with these clandestine interference schemes. Are, are these individuals m mentioned anywhere? I mean, the redacting is, 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 a, is, a, is a whole other story. Roy, I need to be very clear. Uh, I've, I've obtained information uh, from sources with awareness I have learned of documents, and there are many, many documents filed for the government of Canada. My investigation is step by step. And so I'll give you an example. My first reports pointed to at least 11 candidates. I wasn't sure exactly of the area. With this latest document that has come to the surface, and now the public can see it, there's no mistaking this document exists. This was 11 candidates in the Toronto area only. Wow. Now, let me stress, I, to my knowledge, I have never seen a document that identifies by name these 11 candidates or staffers. And the key issue here is uh, Canadian intelligence will never, in, in high-level documents, reveal uh, those kind of details because that could uh, endanger sensitive investigations. You can imagine political parties uh, will be very close to candidates and elected officials that may be compromised. So these details aren't put out in high-level briefs. Yeah, but, the, the, but there are Canadian politicians and Canadian political staff who take, quote, broad guidance, end quote, from China's Toronto Consulate, according to this 2020 Privy Council memo. This is from my sources with awareness. We, we need to be clear again to your yeah. listeners. That's the redacted version doesn't say this. My credible sources do say it. And Roy, if they're saying it and I'm reporting it, it's true. I know that. Yeah, I know that. And we're fortunate. We're so fortunate to have you, Sam. Um, Investigating. I mean, if I was if I was a bad guy doing bad things, I wouldn't want Sam Cooper investigating me. Um, but remind us, please, how China organizes and engages in interference in Canada and under the umbrella. And we talked about this last time you were on with us. You did fox hunt. 
That's right. And uh, I, every time I talk about this, I, we need to educate Canadians. This is a very sophisticated Chinese Communist Party system. It's run from high-level bureaus in Beijing. It's called the United Front. It's a communist, really, uh, for experts, a Leninist political, quote, warfare tool. And it's all about uh, outside of China attempting to uh, capture, that is, you know, uh, influence very influential, powerful people, politicians, business persons, academics, and get them to buy in. Buy in is the key word, buy in to China's uh, foreign policy. And so over the years, uh, uh, these uh, these uh, United Front networks are run out of consulates uh, around the world. And so we have intelligence and security officials slowly, surely, insidiously working their way into diaspora communities that have in, in, in the majority of cases, these people want nothing to do with the Chinese Communist Party, but they're being leveraged, coerced, sometimes bought off, threatened to come into these United Front networks, which then proceed to infiltrate political networks, universities, all areas of society. And I can tell you, Roy, uh, the RCMP is now on the case. It's not just CSIS. There is great concern that this touches all levels of Canadian society in ways that we're only, I'm only starting to discover. It's, it is so, I mean, it's almost like a novel that, uh, that, that you can't put down because, because, of the, because of all of the moving parts that are involved. And as you said, this is happening internationally. We, you and I talked about that last time you were on with us. And um, with, with these police stations, Chinese police stations, I mean, it's one thing after another after another. What is um, Sam? What is China's fundamental interest in in Canada? China's fundamental interest, the experts say, uh, is protecting the Chinese Communist Party regime. Uh, let's take a quick example. We saw weeks ago uh, with the protests on those extremely, uh, you know, brutal COVID uh, uh, restrictions. We were starting to see street protests. And uh, the Chinese Communist Party can't see uh, revolt against uh, its its edicts, or else uh, it feels threatened. So the same in Canada. They don't want to see elected politicians criticizing Xi Jinping and uh, his, his regime in any way. So if you can visualize it, the United Front is not only uh, uh, attempting to control its population within mainland China, it's using those networks around the world. And that is where these police stations fit in, because it's a, a presence, if you will, it's a flag planted on foreign soil and the community that is diaspora communities are meant to fear the, the intelligence officials that are within uh, covertly working within those stations. With, so, so internally in Canada, you have someone who's either Canadian or a um, permanent resident um, who has status in this country and is afraid, literally afraid, of what the Beijing Chinese government, communist government could do to them, maybe intent on doing to them, and lives in fear in Canada. And I just go back to what you said to us, what your sources have, have revealed. There are Canadian politicians and political staff who take, quote, broad guidance, end quote, from China's Toronto consulate. This again, well, these are your sources that have been telling you that. The headline of the global news story from Sam on December the 13th was secret 2020 Privy Council office memo found, quote, active foreign interference network, end quote, in 2019 election and referencing the Chinese Communist Party. Sam, as we're talking, I become, I think I'm becoming more aware of why you called your book Willful Blindness. 
Well, uh, the book, the book, Roy, as you know, I think you were one of the first readers. That was a really deep dive into years of research, uh, really uh, going back into the 80s in Hong Kong, uh, reading all the experts on Chinese spycraft and the way that uh, China, much like Russia and, and, and some other not very nice states, employ anyone to do their work abroad, including criminal networks. And willful blindness, uh, that, as I've told you before, that concept has been proven beyond any doubt, in my view, that uh, Canada's government, uh, and not just the current one, in in, in many cases has, has either been uh, uh, bought in, as I say, or, or been sort of uh, leveraged or, or fearfully uh, fallen in with, with China's desires, and that's just not right for democracy. No, it isn't. And I'll say it again. If you haven't read Willful Blindness, read it. Read it. You, you will not put it down. So, Sam, let me talk about it. I'll ask you about another story that also ran on Global News on December the 8th. And uh, I'll just read the first sentence. The Department of National Defense, DND, says it's investigating contracts previously awarded to a firm that now has reported ties to the Chinese government as concerns of foreign interference in Canada grow. Talk to us about that one. Well, a colleague of, of mine uh, on the Great Global News team did that specific story. But, but uh, look, it, it, it's very obvious to some people that uh, either the, you know, the, the government isn't taking a so-called all-of-government approach to, to vetting Ch- uh, risk from the Chinese Communist Party, which is the Chinese state, in, in these uh, types of entities. I had done a story before about a company called NukeTech, which was going to have, you know, access to Canada Border Services facilities. An expert said, well, that, hold on, that company connects to the highest levels of the Chinese Communist Party Politburo. There could be real concerns, as there were in other countries, that data harvested from this high-tech uh, equipment could be sent back to the wrong people. And, Roy, that's a growing concern with these police stations. We have concerns in the communities where, where uh, you know, people that are uh, living, living in Canada for freedom don't want to go into their local convenience store and, and find out that that uh, convenience store is using facial recognition technology. How does that relate to your story uh, that you mentioned Look, the government should have learned by now uh, that when you're doing procurement, there has to be a very, very solid vetting on the company and its ties, whether they're very apparent or you have to dig a bit. And that didn't seem to happen with this one. And look, these cases just keep happening over and over to the, you know, to the extent where people ask, is something funny going on? So we have about uh, two minutes, Sam. What did, what what are the questions? If I may ask, uh, what, what, what's, the, what's the key question that you want answered? Well, the key question ties back to, you know, what I, uh, we said at the start of the interview, that what I learned about this new high-level federal intelligence document is this is just the greater Toronto area with 11 candidates yeah. targeted uh, with a very complex network that's been at work for years. And so, Roy, my sources, even before that story, said, uh, you're talking about 11 candidates. We believe at all levels of government in Canada, we're talking down to municipal, school boards, 
indigenous governments, there has been penetration from uh, from Chinese Communist Party agents. So where I'm going, I'm looking for names. Uh, we are working because we believe it's a responsibility to to name the names that are wittingly, allegedly involved in these schemes. And I'm looking across Canada, and I'm looking at those deeper, more nefarious connections to the point where is someone involved in a police station, not only involved with Chinese intelligence, but in more nefarious type criminal activities. And Roy, if you've read my book, you can almost take that one to the bank. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 